think I am ready. Guess we should start get into it. Alright. Welcome to another episode of Dad's Talking Dads. This is a podcast about your favorite baseball team, the San Diego Padres, featuring two exquisite dads and <laughs> one helpless bachelor just trying to find his way in this world alone, scared. My name is Johnny Gawetti, and I am joined by my fellow Padre and compadre. Wow, nicely done. Yeah, Joel Miller. Joel, are you ready to talk some Padres? Absolutely. I am more than ready. I, I don't know what more than ready is, but I am it. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. So uh, welcome back to another episode of Dads Talking Dads. Uh, today we are recording on, it is Saturday, March 16th, uh, 2019, and hopefully the episode is out by tomorrow. Um, but uh, Joel is with me uh, today. Tony, unfortunately, was uh, not able to make it he, uh, as the, the helpless bachelor, as he is just trying to find his way in the world, couldn't find his way to the studio, uh, so he is unfortunately not here with us recording, but... He should be back on uh, on the next episode. So on today's episode, we'll be uh, <laughs> talking a little uh, spring training. Uh, now that full spring training is in full swing, I actually had a chance to attend a game this week, uh, and I'll be talking a little bit more about that in a minute with Joel. Um, and as well, there are some rule changes uh, slowly being rolled out, and some at least talked about being rolled out uh, through the MLB that, uh, that uh, Joel and I will be talking about as well uh but we'll get into it first and foremost here uh the season is nigh upon us only a couple weeks away and spring training is uh like i was saying it is in full swing um we've got a lot of exciting prospects up and of course all the uh, major leaguers that we know and love uh i had a chance to attend wednesday's game at uh the Los Angeles Angels of California of Anaheim um, <laughs> at the uh, of, at, of Arizona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spring. You just add an extra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. Of of Tempe Diablo State. There you go. Which I is, didn't know uh, which, yeah, which part which of Phoenix they, they play in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're uh, and, I, and I really like that stadium, too, because it's uh, it's nestled in kind of a little mountain. Uh, it's it's really more of like a large hill. I, I don't know if I can necessarily call it a real true mountain, but um, but it, you know they 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 put it in kind of a neat little area, and you you drive up and kind of walk up to it, and um, it's it's really pretty. It's got a nice view, you know, going uh, you know when you when you look out. So I I, I enjoy going to stadium, going to the, to that stadium there and checking out games. Unfortunately, uh, the day that we went, and the, and there's been a little you know, wackier than usual Phoenix weather. I think at least this, um, this winter, it's been really cold in, uh, you know, February, which is usually January is like the coldest, but it's been, it's been a little cold, a little chilly, a little rainy. It was rainy last week a lot. Um, and the yeah. day that we went in particular, it was cold with like 30 to 40 mile an hour winds. Um, like to the point, like I was walking into work and I had to like, 
do that like I'm fighting against the wind kind of wow. walk but like not jokingly like genuinely like I was having trouble <laughs> walking against the wind um unironically so, walking against the wind yeah like ge- yeah I mean it was it was for real and uh um so I mean wind was you know wind was blowing out I want to say probably very hard to right center and uh so it was definitely a a a, a hitter's haven as the the nine to three final score Padres win uh, indicated, but uh, on Wednesday's game, uh, was, uh, 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 Padres uh, win. Oh <laughs> so glad that we don't. I'm so glad that we just have Mark and Mo, or uh, uh, that's like the worst. Mud. Yeah, oh, I man. don't think anybody except the Yankees fans like that. That, that uh, honestly, I bet there's a really large subset of Yankees fans that resent that call when the pod or when the Yankees win. <laughs> it's so dumb, man. Like. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, it, it's no, it's 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 one of those things where if it wasn't your guy, you definitely wouldn't like him, but you'll like kind of like him because he's on your team. You're like, yeah, all right. It's like the Draymond Green of announcing almost. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So so the Wednesday's game, I was very fortunate. Um, and we we were we were kind of chatting about it, you, me, and Tony earlier this week. Uh, Paddock was starting, so I'm super you know super excited to watch Chris Paddock. Um, yeah. The lineup was great. It had a lot of guys that I expect that we'll see. It was it was a it was a regular season kind of lineup, um, with the exception of our good friend Luis uh, hitting eighth. But other than that, uh, I was you know I was excited to go. We I was dumb. I uh, decided to cheap out on the tickets and got those nice you know fifteen dollar lawn tickets, which I am outraged. Those used to be ten dollars. Yeah, that seems a little steep for yeah. for spring lawn training tickets. lawn seats. So Jeez. Angels spring training, I've learned, is basically like a regular season game because it's fifteen dollars for parking, which I I found that it's easier to park oh. at my friend's house and take an Uber or a Lyft. They charge for parking yeah. at spring training. They That's charge. obscene. Dude. Padres, I don't think do, and if they do, it's maybe five dollars um angels fifteen dollars all of the concessions are regular price like twelve dollars for a large beer and the tickets are i mean at least i I thought lawn should have been 10 i think you can still get some like nice inexpensive ones for 20 but like i'm used to a padres game where i can get like a front row you know or second row behind home plate for like 20 25 bucks and maybe it's not that way anymore these times they are a changing but um but but yeah, I mean overall, I was I was just stoked to see Paddock just throwing absolute strikes. Um, the I think the offense overall was you know we, it, we scored nine runs and I want to say like five innings, um, and had a, I think three or four home runs. And granted, it is spring training and it is Phoenix, right? Um, but we looked good. Like it was one of those things where each guy that was coming up, like you were like, he could get a hit here. Like, you know, uh, Kinsler, you know, knows how to, knows how to get hits. Machado, Hosmer, uh, I, I think, and yeah, Tatis, Tatis, I think was also, I think he was batting second that game. Um, so we had a lot of guys that, you know, just that I was confident when they were hitting, which man, that is so crazy. Um, I thought Hedges, Austin Hedges looked really good. He had two home runs. Francisco Mejia, I noticed, hits literally everything hard. Like his fouls are loud. Um, Dang. so yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. With with especially with Mejia and Hedges, just that that combo right there. You know, I um I'm hoping that Mejia gets more time, but just I was excited to watch both of them. I think uh, Hedges was DHing actually, and Mejia was catching weirdly enough. 
Um, huh. Yeah. Um, and uh, there are one, one other, I mean, you know, another thing I noticed was there was just the massive amount of Padres fans, Padres gear. Um, there's nice. a lot of, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people out here from Southern California and California in general that moved out to Phoenix, usually because it's just so damn expensive in San Diego and California. And, yep. and you can be <laughs> nearby without, you know, without without um, spending nearly as much. So tons of Padres fans, tons of Brown. It was great to see. Um, and my exciting story for the game, uh, I almost caught a home run, almost being the <laughs> keyword there. I, I told you guys about it, but... Um, if you were watching the game on Wednesday and you watched Austin Hedges' second home run, it went deep to left field. And uh, right off the bat, it was just a, it was like just beelining right toward us. Although, weirdly, it was just, it really does hang there. It's like it's slow motion and it's just going higher, 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 higher. And then it just starts coming down toward us. And uh, I had a half a beer in one hand and uh, empty hand in the other. And I reach up. It's like a little over my fingers, lands directly in a trash can, which was honestly in itself cool, but then bounces out. So I, <laughs> I jump after it, and with it goes all of my beer. Um, so, right, I mean, so, beer is, is not a big deal at this it, point. you got to get yeah, that ball. I mean, it was $12, but I'll give up $6 worth of beer for a, for a, for a home run ball. And uh, so, yeah, if you watch that home run and you see a guy in a in a big, thick wool black jacket, because, God, it was so cold and windy, um, <laughs> diving after the home run, beer going everywhere, um, that was me. I did that. Nice. <laughs> Looking so, devastatingly stylish, as always, I'm oh sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it was... <laughs> I, yeah, I'd got, I'd like gotten off work, went to my friend's house, and then and then came over. But even, I mean, I was in like a jacket. I had a sweater under that, a shirt. And I mean, granted, I'm like I'm like a stick. I'm super skinny, so I'm always cold. But like three layers on top, I had pants and I because I'm such a stick and I'm always so cold. I wear these like cotton long underwear to work every day, like under my pants because it's so wow. cold. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's great though. I'm always warm now. Finally. I'm like, oh my God, I'm actually kind of warm. This is nice. Um, but even with all that, like thick socks, shoes, freezing. We left by like the fifth inning. It was so cold. Um wow. but but that almost home run catch was very exciting. Watching yeah. the Padres score nine runs in four innings. I mean, it was we, 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 we you know, we were talking about it afterwards. It was like, is this offense maybe good? Like is could this be? And I mean, we, we might talk about that a little more when Tony's on the next show, but, but it's just exciting. I mean, uh, uh, I, I don't know if I, I know they don't really show the spring training games a ton out there, but I know you've been, you've been kind of keeping an eye on, on the stats. We've been, we've been talking about it a bit. Um, you know, is, is there a possibility, Joel, that this offense might be legit? Oh, this offense is fantastic looking right now. I mean, of course there, it's a huge caveat that it's spring, right? So a lot of guys are, are uh, sort of uh, workshopping their, their pitches, you know what I mean? So they'll try things that they wouldn't normally try if they know it's not working. Um, guys get kind of gas canned out there where, you know, if they're not finding the strike zone, they're just going to leave them out there until they figure it out. And, it, you know, coaches or managers don't really care if uh, the other team's putting up five, six runs on them. Um, they're going to, it's more important that they figure out what, what's going on, get their mechanics under control, whatever it is, get, uh, figure out what their workaround pitch might be, say, if one pitch isn't working and if they just get shelled in the process, then so be it because it's spring training and the games don't count. Um, so that's very important to keep in mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
they look great. I mean, I, I've been checking the scores on, on all these spring training games, and they always seem to put up multiple runs, um, whether it's the main squad or a split squad game. Um, we're not seeing those, you know, one nothing scrape by type victories. Um, so, I mean, again, if you keep in mind that it is spring and and a lot of people are, again, working through to, to prepare for the season, which means a lot of the baseball norms you would see, situations where pitchers would get pulled because they're not doing well, um, their pitchers are being left in for spring. Um, I still think this offense looks very potent. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely reason to be excited, reason to be hopeful, but we do still have to temper it a little bit. I still think this team... <laughs> This team has a long way from being like uh, the next Cubs or Astros, but um, I think we said it in the last podcast. I feel like a, an overachieving 2019 Padres squad will be contending for a wild card spot. So, um, a more realistic good season for this Padres team is probably 500 ball. So, it's definitely something to keep in mind. But there's so much to be excited about, and it's only going to get better from here. I think. Um, I, I read an article that was talking about uh, it, it listed a few teams that were the, the number one ranked farm system in baseball. And when it happened for just one season, it seemed like they kind of fizzled out, right? And it would either end up in another rebuild or they just kind of sink back into mediocrity. When you get a team that has, it, it was stringing together back-to-back years as the number one farm system in baseball, apparently that's when, I, I guess through just higher probability, by having more of these these really highly touted players, more of them are going to hit just as like a numbers game, you know what I mean? But uh, that's when you start to see some of those those huge contenders emerge the trust the process type um scenarios where uh more of that homegrown talent hits and and, and does well and then the team eventually uh, will reflect that uh, in in terms of postseason success and, and world series appearances and world series wins so uh i think that has been the padres this year and last year so that's a lot to get excited about as well um again i i really love looking back i mean it, the 2015 season not working out was a bummer for everyone, uh, including AJ Preller. But it's really a good way to keep the fans engaged at the time, right? While being able to kind of turn over the staff and, and put together what he wanted to do and make his mark on the team, right? So yeah, when that didn't work, they essentially blew it up. And then Preller was like, all right, I can do what I want. I can go heavy on the international players and and we can make this thing a homegrown uh, farm system, and now it, it's paying dividends, and it's going to keep paying dividends, I think, for the next, hopefully, few years. And what I'm really hopeful for is we see this depth, right, in the outfield. Uh, we all talk about the outfield logjam. Well, who's going to, you know, who are going to be the starting three? Where, where are platoons maybe going to be? What, what are we going to do? And, like, this, this picture is getting a little more clear because Jankowski is injured, right, and he's going to be out for a long period of time with a broken wrist, but those kinds of situations are going to become more common. And those kinds of situations are where the people that have nowhere to break in, then we can ship them off for more prospects and reload the system and keep the, the farm system recharged. It's going to be that that's when you get that positive feedback loop where all of a sudden you've got sustained success. So um, super excited about this team, super excited about the results from spring so far. Um, you mentioned Paddock looks really good. Um, I looked up some of his, uh, uh, I think it was from his debut, but some of his pitching highlights. And while he wasn't, he was far from perfect, but man, his command with that four-seam fastball is unreal for yeah. how young he is. It's, oh man, like that that was what really struck me was how polished it looked because he could just locate it wherever he wanted and fearlessly. Like he did not care about going inside on batters. He used it to his advantage to be able to set up outside pitches to strike guys out. Like guy has poise. Um and I'm, I'm really, again, you got to throw out that caveat that it's spring. 
Um, I don't know if that applies as much on the batting side as it does on the pitching side. I'm sure batters are workshopping swing changes too, as, as, as well as pitchers workshopping on their mechanics. Um, but yeah, man, if he can, if he can maintain that kind of command and use an, a change up effectively to, to change speeds, that's really all you need. I mean, that's, that's what Trevor Hoffman did so well for so many years was he had a fastball that he could control and he had a change up that was slower than his fastball in his later years they kind of like <laughs> read each other right so it was like 89 mile an hour fastball 89 mile an hour changeup, and then he ended up getting lit up for his last couple of years but but yeah so padak uh, i keep calling him padak paddock i'm super excited about um it looks like padak when you read it, it but really anyway does. um uh yeah so mejia hitting everything hard that's really exciting to me i i know being being at the game in person, that that's one of the things that really jumps out at you versus watching a game on TV is when they hit the ball hard. Yeah, like it's that's when you hear like the oohs and ahs come up come up out of the crowd. So I mean, if that's if that's what was happening when you even when he was hitting foul balls, if they were yeah. all just rocket laser beams, like that's that's super exciting as well. Um, so yeah, uh, I, and then of course the most important part, you almost caught a home run. There's there's really nothing like that feeling of being oh. in the stands. And you can tell the ball is coming right at you. It's just like, it's almost like time slows down a little bit. You're just, oh, here it comes. (laughs) My whole life has led up to this moment. I must catch this ball. (laughs) Uh, And I'm so mad because 16-year-old me 100% would have caught that because I, A, wouldn't have had a beer in my right hand, which is, I'm left-handed. My glove is typically on my right hand, or only on my right hand. Um. So that would have that beer would have been replaced with a glove, and I would have just jumped up and grabbed it. And instead, stupid thirty-year-old me is like, "I don't want to. I don't want to drop this beer. I bought to spend twelve dollars on it. I'm just gonna lazily Daria like put my hand up, put one hand up. It's gonna go over. I'm gonna stare at it, and then I got bowled over by like eight people who also wanted that home run. So I, I totally appreciate the Daria reference, by the way. That oh yeah, that made me happy. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> So and we all know that once you yet? <laughs> the adult way to get a home run ball is to wait for a little kid to catch it and then snatch it out of his hands. Yeah, <laughs> and laugh at him. Exactly. Spit on him. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that got weird. <laughs> Who hurt you, Johnny? <laughs> and then he said, "You're never gonna have anything good in your life." <laughs> hey, Ari. Check out these poppies. Oh my goodness. You want to see Ari? Hang on, let's see. Oh, pop filter's in the way. Hi, Ari. Ari, look, it's my friend Joel. Do you want to say hi? I just, just want to watch you. You just want to look? Pop it. Do you want to help? Do you want me to help Those you? Those are fun to pop. You popped all of them. Oh, my goodness. Okay, come on, Ari. Come on. Good job. Nice. Get in there with those teeth. Let me see. You want help? You want to wow, show good job. Whoa. She put on her sweater today, if you can't tell. Oh, nice. The cat is on the back instead of the front. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be even better if it was a hoodie, right? So you could use it as like a mask. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. 
<laughs> Good times. Oh, man. All right. There we go. All right. Uh, what were we talking about? I think about how I'm old and would have caught. You wanted to spit on a kid. Oh, yeah. I wanted to spit on a kid. That's right. (laughs) Now I'm on a list. (laughs) No, no, no. It's not like that. I swear. Level one. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Too funny. Um,. But yeah, no, I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited too. I'm trying to have it as a, a tepid excitement. So I'm not full, like you guys were secretly going to win the wild card, which I mean, low key, I, crazier things have happened. Um, right. but I think just being above 500 is a, um, it's something we haven't done goal. in years. Yeah. But it's a reasonable goal for this year, I think. Even oh, just for sure. 80, 82 and 80, just something like that, you know, 83 and 79. Um, yeah. You know, being in the wild card race in August would be nice. Um, Absolutely. So, so yeah, that would, or, or even late September, maybe we're surging and they're like, oh, maybe the pod race. Um, but, but yeah, got it, got it. I'm sure there's going to be some time, you know, usually we're garbage in April. So I'm sure like April 21st, we're going to be like, oh shit, what's happening? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Before we go on our annual May surge. I don't know yeah, that's, that's what we're going to hear about. Oh, was signing Manny Machado a mistake? Because <laughs> he'll be hitting like 200 in April. Should When should the Padres trade Manny Machado to the Yankees? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Fuck yeah, it's, it's May 1st media. and Machado's hitting 200. It, this experiment has run its course. It's time to yeah. ship him off to a real contending team. Padres need to blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> Who did the Padres think they were trying to sign someone like Manny Machado? (laughs) I feel like it's like high school and like some kid is like, you know, dating someone popular and everyone's like, who does he think he is? Don't (laughs) they know how popular she is? (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Oh well, we'll be, we'll be laughing it to the bank in 2021. What's up girl? I thought that door was locked. It wasn't. Did you get some blueberries? <laughs> yeah, why don't you have mommy help you um, get those? Well, we already have some. You already have some? Okay, well, why don't we go out there and get them? Because I'm a little busy. Uh, well, that's well, mommy's going to go to the car. Mommy's going to go to the car? What's she getting? Uh, her keys. Her keys? They're in the car? Yep. Hey Ari, do you want to meet uh, my son James' favorite platypus? Ooh, yeah. Here, put it on the screen. She can't hear you, but oh, let's see. <gasps> Ari, look, look what's on the screen. <gasps> what is that? It's a platypus. It is a platypus. Good Very job. Very good. <laughs> James is James would be so happy to hear you say that because he took this to school one day. And not, did any of the, none of the kids knew what it was? Yeah, they, all, yeah. The other kids at school were like, "What is that?" And he'd get real defensive and be like, "It's a platypus." <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the matter with you? Yeah, you playing with the pop filter? Yeah, the one that you're touching. Is this the pop filter? That's the pop filter. Good job. It needs to be up. Needs to be up. Okay, so we should use the pop filter on the microphone. Let's find your mommy so that I can get back into the groove of talking about baseball. 
You're throwing off my groove. See you later. Don't worry, it's fine. This is this is fine. This is dad life. This is how it goes. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ, just keep quiet. That, that's a, I think that's a clip we need to. Sing. <laughs> Thankfully, she's here. You want to play with Keegan's planes? Here. There you go. Um, yeah, I. You know, thankfully, thankfully, she never takes stuff like that personally. I think she just laughs at it. <laughs> Like, oh my lord, alright, fine, it's all good. Um, alright, so, uh, yeah, we were, so we were, yeah, we were talking spring training, I feel like we've, we fleshed that out pretty well, we're excited. I feel good about it. Yeah, yeah, we're trying not to be too excited, but we are pretty excited. Um, one other thing that, 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 that we did want to talk about today, a little bit more just kind of general baseball related um, since it did come through, and, and I think it's a harbinger of, of many things to come. Um, so there were, there are some changes coming to America's pastime in 2019 and uh, in 2020. Um, I had an article kind of with the list pulled up, Joel. I wasn't sure if you wanted to go through those, because if not, I have them here. Um, yeah, I just pulled up the... Uh... The Dan Zimborski article on fan graphs, but if you've got like an itemized the, list, that'd probably I have be better. The same. <laughs> <laughs> Good old fan graphs. Um, so, and actually, you know what? I, I can. Um, let's see. Yeah, actually, do you want? Do you mind? Uh, do you want to go through this Zimborski article? Sure. Yeah. Well, so we'll just start with the first one, and we'll just kind of discuss as we go. Um, so the first change uh, that uh, Mr. Zimborski listed for us for 2019 is. Uh, an actual trade deadline. Uh, so there's going to be just one trade deadline now, uh, rather than the uh, the waiver. Uh, was it the is it the waiver deadline? In yeah, August? it's it's the, it's the um, yeah it's it's the yeah waiver trade deadline basically the yeah that's when they uh, they they like release the player. Not that it matters anymore because it's gone, but they release the player and then they have like up to ten days to make the trade if they clear waivers or whatever it was and. It was very confusing, and it's gone now. That's the important. Yeah, this is great because that was something that I was going to have to try to, to learn more about and understand better, being a, a baseball podcaster. But now that it's gone, I don't have to worry about it. So that's awesome. I am fully behind the single trade deadline. Me too. I, I think it's going to help casual baseball fans uh, understand more about what's going on in terms of, of transactions in, in midseason too. I mean. It, we look at the NFL. I, I always loathe talking about the NFL when we're doing our podcast about the Padres. But you know, there's one trade deadline. You don't see a whole lot of trades in, in the NFL, but like everybody kind of knows when the last day to trade is, and so there's yeah. a little bit of buzz and a little bit of excitement around that date. Uh, with baseball, it should be even better because there are a whole lot more midseason trades of, of players at the big league level. Um, so I think it's going to be great. I think uh, the, I guess a drawback is you'll have teams that are going to. Uh, close up shop a little earlier in the season, right? Because I think they're sticking with the the July thirty first deadline. That's the one they're keeping, right? So 
some teams are going to have to make decisions a lot sooner than they're used to as far as whether they're going to try to contend or whether they're going to, like I said, close up shop and, and wait till next year, trust the process, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I mean, again, it's, it's so much easier to understand. Um, I, I consider myself to be not the deepest baseball fan, but I'm not a casual fan either. And I've demonstrated how confusing it is just for me. So to somebody who's just a, a super casual baseball fan, this is great. Um, I, I don't see a lot wrong with, with this. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think a lot of times these trades were, in, and I don't know how to go back, but just based on my recollection, it typically seemed to be a bad team would put a veteran of some sorts on waivers, that veteran would clear waivers, they would then trade that player to a contending team, and I don't really think that they were getting the same compensation if that trade would have been made during the July 31st, like typical trade deadline. Like these seemed a lot more of like the kind of under the radar or like, you know, really only like, like, I don't know. There were, I, I wouldn't say there was like unspoken agreements for, you know, teams to not claim players, but it almost seemed like it was like, you know, this, oh, I'm sure there were. Yeah, I mean, this player's going to clear waivers so that he can go to one of these playoff teams. So, you know, no one submit a claim. And then there's a smaller market then for, you know, who's going to negotiate with that team for that player. And um, so I think in a, in, in a roundabout or, you know, kind of indirect way, it might benefit some of these, um, you know, losing record teams when they're not necessarily giving these players away, but still getting a little bit more compensation uh, like they would at the, at the July 31st trade deadline. So, you know, we'll see. I'm not sure. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely haven't gone into a lot of research of, you know, past waiver trades and things like that. But but I could see that. I, I, I could see that happening. So um, there minor change. And I, I really don't know how much it'll matter. Um, but uh, inning breaks will be reduced from two minutes and five seconds to two minutes in local games. So that's over nine innings, uh, 45 entire seconds saved. And uh, going from <laughs> two minutes, 25 seconds to two minutes in national games. So I guess it's inning break, so I guess it's each half inning, so maybe that's double that. So I'm sorry, a minute 30 for uh, local games. and Hey, man, marginal gains. They all, they'll add up, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and I honestly don't even know what that'll be. Let's see, like roughly, I don't know, eight and a half minutes in national games. That's, that's more decent. That's, that's, um, that's a, that's a little, you know, it's, it's enough. I mean, that could be the game ending at, at you know, nine fifty rather than yeah, 10 o'clock. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So that's that, not, not huge in the grand scheme of things, but it could feel different, you know, one, it's different... yeah. And I think it's one of the things, you know, and, and, and it is, I, I it, you know, kind of throwing in little things here and there, I think depending on how it's done is, is a smart way to go about it. Um, for the all-star game. Uh, so fan voting is now going to be over two rounds. Um, so there's a primary round. Um, and and this is, and you can kind of, it's, it's definitely got, you know, obviously so, and, and intentionally like, you know, political, uh, like, like almost like a political election there. So there's the primaries, um, that is, uh, so it's, like it typically is for the all-star voting. You just vote for who you think should be an all-star. And then in late June and early July, there's going to be an election day um, in which the top three vote getters at each position in each league uh, from those primaries will be voted on uh, by the fans. So basically there's like a top three list per position 
yeah, per league, and then you vote on those three. Which will um, there be a debate? I hope so. <laughs> um, I I think that is a good idea. I want to know, you know, uh, what the electoral college is going to look like. Um, who gets to be a super delegate? Um, oh, and, definitely the baseball writers of America, clearly. Yeah. And, and how are they going to screw over Bernie Sanders in this one? So, um, no, I'm honestly, you know what's sad, though, is like, this is, because some states do this for their for their actual political election, where they do a little bit more of a, um, I got to remember the name. I, it's like a, t- it's almost like a, um, you oh, vote for ranked, a top three. Yeah. Well, ranked choice, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ranked choice. And, um, and so they do that for, for a lot of their local elections, like, you know, vote for who you want, like first, second, and third, and then you know it's kind of like, and they do that for the MVP for for I think that's essentially how the MVP is done, and how you know the 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 first first place votes matter more than the second or the third place, and there's like a a um, you know calculation everything like that. What I'm concerned about is this is so much better than what we have for our presidential presidential elections, and I have no idea why. <laughs> like it's sort of you know we have we have a primary um but then it just des- decides to all go haywire on the actual election so that is you know completely non-baseball related um i i, I think but interesting you know, but 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 yeah it was i'm like oh baseball's got this figured out better than uh, the entire country that's cool fun <laughs> so uh yeah I, I think that's kind of a neat little twist though what do you think about that all-star game twist they've added uh, I'm cool with it. Uh, I mean, there's always going to be people that are unhappy because guy, their guy's going to get snubbed no matter what system you have in place. Um, but I mean, at least with this, you can say like, look, we're going, we're doing the best we can to make it so that, um, it's not just a, it, it's always going to be somewhat of a popularity contest and you're still going to see guys that are, uh, that, that, uh, I guess rakes the year before, um, and they don't get the all-star vote in the year that they're actually performing well. And then they kind of get the makeup vote in the next season, right? We're still going to see that. Um, but at, at the very least, there's something that's trying to be done, and I think it's it's a new way to switch things up. Uh, I think it's going to hopefully generate a little bit more buzz around the All Star Game, which desperately needs it. I mean, really, it's just the All Star, uh, the All Star break is essentially everybody gets psyched about the Home Run Derby, and then it's like, oh, there's actually a game after this. Okay, <laughs> like, and, and, yeah. So, and any any innovations around the All Star Game, I'm I'm definitely a, a fan of. Sorry, no, I should qualify that. I'm not a fan of any innovations around the All Star Game. Short shorts. Most Everyone's in short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, but most innovations around the All-Star game, I think I would get behind. Uh, it's it's a good place to experiment. Um, I, I liked when they had players mic'd up while they were out in the, uh, in the field during oh, yeah. the All-Star game last year. I thought that was really cool. Um, the trick is, though, is the balance between do we want this to be a competitive game um, or do we want this to be like an exhibition where there's a little bit of interaction with the players and the, the TV crew while they're out on the field? Um, they both have their merits and they both have their kind of factors that are that are pretty cool. But I don't know. There's going to be people on on both camps, right? There's going to be the people that are like, ah, this should be a real baseball game, and there's going to be people that are like, oh yeah, I don't I don't care. Like, why don't we uh, why don't we put uh, the players on second base an extra inning so we can make this go faster? That sounds like a great idea. I, I'm not in that camp. Let's, no. uh, which is actually a kind of a good segue because that's uh, the next new rule that they kind of uh, they kind of sneaked in for uh, 2019 is is uh, extra innings only in the All Star game for now. We'll start with runners on second base. 
uh, in an effort to, uh, I guess, kind of add to the sudden death mentality yeah. um, and speed up games, of course, which is Rob Manfred's, uh, what's that? I guess it's his motto. What's his, is, uh, there's another word I'm looking for, whatever. His it's mantra. his, uh, yes, exactly. Yes, his mantra. He wants the games shorter. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is uh, furthering that end. But uh, that's dangerously, disturbingly close to regular season Major League Baseball games having extra innings start with a runner on second, which mm-hmm. I am so yeah. vehemently against. I cannot stress enough how against that I am. Oh, yeah, I love, I, I love 18, 19, 20 inning games. And, like, granted, I don't watch all of them, and I know it's not fun for the players. But, damn, when I see, like, when I'm watching the box, you know, when I'm watching the little bottom line ticker and it's, like, F dash 18 i'm like oh hell yes like that must have been fun (laughs) like it's just it's fun to see and to you know be able to watch a baseball game on and off for seven hours uh not fun for the players probably not fun for anyone actually there maybe some of the fans but uh but yeah i i I definitely i agree i don't support things like that for regular season or playoffs that's the thing that gets me so spooked though is that they're putting it in the all-star game like those are going to be big league ball players with this rule when it's down in the minors whatever i don't care yeah. like do what you want to do independent league yeah and i just said like 30 seconds ago that i'm all for experimentation using the all-star game format but boy that's it's getting close to uh some dangerous territory that i am not pleased with <laughs> yeah yeah it, it would almost be more fun if there was like absurd <laughs> rule changes where they're like because i am all about like i think they should use aluminum bats in the home run derby um, I think that would be so much fun and or yeah. they should use juice balls or corked bats like any of those things like fucking make the home run derby ridiculous like have yeah. like, have the Miami Marlins like crazy home run statue at ev- like bring it to every home run derby and have that thing going like just have have a bunch of things where like if a home run hits there fans in different sections win things or there's like something ridiculous or someone gets you know, dropped into like a, a, a pool of water or something like that. Yeah. Um, like, I think there's ways you could make the home run. Like we need to, and I mean, we, this might be a topic for another episode as well, but I think it'd be interesting to, you know, look at maybe the, the Japanese baseball leagues and the KBO and look at some of maybe the more theatrical things that they do and add that into exhibition uh, games or exhibition, you know, ex, I, don't, I don't know, exhibition uh, events, I guess that 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 the MLB puts on. So, yeah, I'd, I I I agree. It, it'd be some of these implementations that seem a little bit too easy to be moved to the regular season are almost more scary than say aluminum bats in the home run derby or you know juiced right. balls or something where we know there's no chance yeah. that's going to be in the regular season. But a runner on second and extra innings, uh, it's it's scarily plausible. Right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. One quick and one quick um, going back to the All Star Game. One thing that I hope will be the outcome of this tiered, um, you know, the, or the, the 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 two rounds. I'm hoping that this means there will be less Yankees and Dodgers and Red Sox, and, because when it does get, you know, I think currently there's just enough Yankees and big team, you know, fans, or maybe just a specific team is really good, and so their fans are amped that year. That I don't really mind as much, but. Um, you know, just seeing team, you know, players from big teams get in because they're just on a big team and there's a lot of fans of that team. I don't think that will happen nearly as much with this new, with this new system. And I think we might 
you know, get a better crop of, uh, I think that the, the, the fans will be a little bit more satisfied with who is, you know, in, on the all-star team with this new, uh, with this new setup. And I think there will hopefully be less Yankees. God, I hope there will be less Yankees. Yeah, I'm still just hoping for the day when we get more than one token Padre representative at the All-Star game. Well, this year might be that year. I hope so, man. <laughs> I remember that was our discussion last season was who's who's the guy that gets sent over? Who's Oh yeah. And like it it's always the, the prototypical like <laughs> it's just the closer. Yeah. Like we know it's going to be Brad Hand. Yeah. Kirby Yates <laughs> had a really good year. Brad Hand, maybe Craig Stanton. <laughs> yeah. Like, which love all those guys, but it's nice to also be able to talk about offensive players. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, what did you want to? Did you have another item or next um, rule change? Because I had a couple here that I could that I could run through. Um. So I'm seeing reduced commercial breaks. Yeah. I mean, we can quickly touch on that. That anytime there's less commercial or fewer commercials, I, I'm 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 all fully behind that. Um, I know it's all a business, and that's how these tv deals get made that are so lucrative for these teams but i mean come on especially when the nfl has so many commercials uh and there's so many breaks in the action uh if you can if you're going to compete with the nfl that's the way you're going to do it is to have more um sustained consistent baseball coverage and fewer interruptions for commercials that's that's the way to do it um so yeah absolutely supportive of that that will change yeah, yeah, I think so too, and and um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, I, I I I hope it does add some some reduced time. And I know we we, we were going over the time the times of what they said it was going to be a little bit earlier. So hopefully those national games are are uh, you know maybe not like a massive difference, but it's enough to where you know the game is ending at a at a, at a time that's that's a little easier. Um, take a look here because there was sorry i was trying to look this up as well um because there was one league and 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 i wanted to maybe get to it after we're done with this um one of their minor leagues they put in all these other rule changes that are kind of like maybe you know these might be here uh, a little later um but i'm trying to remember Oh yeah, it looks like they reduced the number of mound visits from six to five. I don't think that'll really matter. <laughs> and that's per—is that per pitcher? Like you need a pitching um, change to reset that counter, team. right? Yeah, so it's per teams from six mound visits per game to five is the max now. So oh, wow, yeah, for the whole for the entire game, is that entire game game? only five Dang. mound visits. Okay, so we'll see. Well, in in the reason I was you know I was. I thought it was the International League, but I must be looking up the wrong um, league name uh, because they had instituted now in that league um, no mound visits unless there is a pitching change or a pitcher is injured. Okay. So there's no like pep talk, <clears throat> you know. There's no uh, no nothing uh, unless you know you're you're changing the guy out or. Uh, or uh, or he's hurt. So I, I uh, there were then there were some other interesting changes like that. I'll have to I'll have to take a look. Maybe we can pause here in a little while and I can find that article. Um, and that's that's specifically for coaching staff to visit the mound, right? So like the catcher can still, mm, or can they? Can they jog up and, and have a question, talk actually. with the pitcher? I don't know if they 
I don't know if that's, I wonder if that's counted as a mound visit. Hmm. Yeah. It says per team, so I wonder if it does include the, you know, using the, the legalese. I would love like, to see a, uh, a like malicious compliance scenario players. where you have a pitcher, like, jog over to the dugout. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or he's just kind of on a walk talking aloud, and then one of the other infielders is also just kind of walking around talking aloud, but they just happen to be talking about the same thing. <laughs> or you go, full, go full college football bench style and, like, have those giant... Like placards that have like random oh. pictures on them that are code for certain yes. plays. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think that would be fantastic. Hey man, that's not a mound visit. I'm just holding the sign up and he's reading it. So, Ugh. yeah, we're good. <laughs> or hell, just mic them up like quarterbacks. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so the manager the, can always talk to him. It was the Atlantic League. It wasn't the International League. Oh, okay. Silly me. Um, but, um, but yeah, we'll go, I want to go over those after, uh, once we're done with these, if we, if we have time, um, just cause I thought they were, they were pretty interesting. Yeah. Maybe we'll touch on like one or two more big, uh, MLB rule changes and then we can yeah. quickly go through those others. So, um, the, let's see here. I did, I think the last two that I want to, cause they did, they did up the, uh, the DL, which is no longer the DL. It's the IL now. Um, going back up to 15 days so no more 10 day IL DL whatever you want to call it so um but the two that I wanted to touch on um before we move on to some of those interesting Atlantic League changes uh so the active roster um typically after starting on September 1st there'd be the September call-ups and the roster would expand to uh 40 man from 25 up to 40 so 15 players you can add on that's quite a bit um so two changes the active roster uh is now is increasing starting you know uh, uh you know in the beginning of you know this is basically from the beginning of the season to august 31st active roster is now 26 um instead of 25 and the 40 man is eliminated it is now going to max out at uh 28 players um so oh. yeah so yeah right um, so starting yes. September 1st, um, it is, you can call up a whopping two more players. Um, I mean, now granted, if you're at the minimum, um, you're at 25, um, to active players at least. Uh, so maybe you can call up three, but, but typically I'm guessing most clubs are, are going to pick up two. Um, and this was, I guess, you know, it's part of it is a lot of the teams using more pitchers. And so it's a more, it's an additional roster spot, but, I just don't understand getting rid of the 40 man. Their, their reasoning for it um, is that they're going to help stop all of the massive amount of pitching changes because a lot of teams will just call up a lot of young arms to get a look at them. But I feel like you're kind of handicapping these teams to a certain extent by not giving those players that chance to play against the main you know like this is kind of their major league tryout other than spring training and then we already talk about spring training stats maybe aren't the most reliable because you're right. playing in phoenix grapefruit league i don't think i mean it's pretty humid out there in florida so i don't think there's necessarily that dry air you know long ball element to it um right. but i know for the 15 teams that's half the league that plays here spring training isn't necessarily the best indicator and there's still 
I mean, they're, they're getting better at figuring things out with, you know, what actually is real and, and what's, you know, the dry air here. But that that 40 man expansion, I feel like was pretty helpful to not only teams, but players who were given the, 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 the chance to audition. Um, I know, Joel, you, you kind of made a face when I was taught when I said 28 players. So what uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, rule change? Yeah, uh, pretty much exactly the same as you, which is super boring for a podcast. But um, <laughs> like, I, I, I get, I, I kind of get the the rationale that you don't want a team just bringing up a whole bunch of young arms to to try them out, and you know when September cops come around. But I mean, that's that's a huge slash in the number of of uh, roster spots you're going to have um, for the September roster expansions. That's a really big change to make all at once. A lot of these other um, rule changes have been sort of incremental, um, much smaller. Uh, in scope, and this one just seems to be a really large um, cut down in, in uh, availability in September, which is, I mean, yeah, the, you, you have teams that are out of contention, but this is still um, Major League regular season baseball happening, right? So a lot of those things, just like you said, we were mentioning or, you know, caveats to take into consideration, those become less of a, an issue when you're still, you know, you're facing live batters, they're, they're playing in the regular season, so even if the team's out of contention, they're still trying to accrue stats to, you know, make their bread and butter to, to, to continue to get paid and, and get opportunities in the league. Um, so yeah, I mean, to have what three total extra roster spots with one of them up front and then the other two coming in September, I mean, make it like 32, you know what I mean? Even that would, you still have a handful of guys that you could call up from your, your minor league system yeah. without it being just cut to the bone like this. Like that just seems way too extreme in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a happy medium, um, like you were talking about, and yeah, just I don't know how they landed on 28. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but and it, and it was also fun, like for for you know as a Padres fan, and especially for the last couple of years where we've had exciting prospects. September 1st was like if you have a bad team and and a decent or good farm system or at least some exciting prospects like September 1st is one of the most exciting times of the year because those guys get called up and then you finally get a chance to see them at the major league level um and that means they can be in MLB the show next year because now they uh they have their <laughs> the now, most important part yeah yeah very important <laughs> very important so uh uh <laughs> Um, but, but, but yeah, I, you know, we'll, we'll see, I, I'm interested to see what happens this year when it, when it does happen, who gets called up, um, you know, our team just going to call up their best two or three prospects or, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. not quite sure how that'll, that'll pan out. Um, but yeah, I'm a little, I mean, a little you might see, I, I feel like you might see a tendency to shut down guys more easily that you're worried about uh, with aging or injury issues to make more space to call up guys from the, you know, the lower levels oh, okay, yeah. as a way to compensate for the, the fewer roster spots to expand to in September. But I mean, I don't know. That's going to be a, that's going to be a tough situation in, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's disappointing. We'll, we'll see. Manfred's making some, some interesting changes. Um, the other change that I wanted to, uh take a look at too uh so there's officially now a three batter minimum for pitchers uh so it is uh, rule 510 5.10 g will be amended uh and it will now require 
that uh, pitchers must pitch uh, either a minimum of three batters or to the end of the inning, of course, with exceptions for, uh, it says, an incapacitating injury or illness. Uh, okay. So you got to be fucking incapacitated or we're going to leave you in. I mean, this um, poster is pretty incapacitating, yeah, says Rich Hill. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, I mean, I could, I could make a tummy ache incapacitating. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nauseous. Oh, fun. that actually reminds me. Luke had a. Uh, it was his second uh, baseball game of the season for Pony League, and uh, one of the uh, the kids he was playing first base. It was on our team. Yeah. And he's just standing there, right? And I didn't see it happen, but all of a sudden he's just puking, like right oh, where he stands. Shit. Yeah. So yes, tummy aches can be incapacitating. <laughs> But, like, we had the whole gamut. We had the kid that was, like, picking his nose. Yes. We had kids sitting down on the field. We had a kid throw up in the game. Like, <laughs> I could have, if I had a bingo card, pants? I would have had bingo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Did you, I, luckily, fun. they're so young that I, there's no yelling dads, which is good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some, not the yelling dads that you're referring to, no. Uh, I feel like I am one of the louder dads there because I cheer for them. But yeah, I'm not like, you know. Yeah. Not the get your hands on the game or play my kid oh my kind God. of dads. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Come not on that. up. Come on. Like, yeah. dude, no one's excited that you're here right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, your kid's at nine years old, okay? It's not the World Series. Like, and he's yeah. not even excited that you're here right now. <laughs> oh, he's probably the least excited about it's it. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought this was America. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so yeah, three batter minimum for pitchers. Um, I, it is nice to get rid of the, oh, we're going to bring this guy in for one batter. Um, I, though that was pretty annoying because I think you could lose a lot of viewers that way because that is like a 10 minute gap where there's like not really anything yeah. happening and then they turn the channel. Um, like, I think it's just something as simple as that. Why this might've been, might've been put in place. And especially because, you know, when you have that, when you have that reliever that comes in that, you know, they're, they're coming in and the other team has momentum and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're in a rally. And then all of a sudden this other reliever comes in and, and then, you know, gives up some more hits and, and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, just has to stay in there no matter what. So we'll see, we'll see, uh, we'll see what kind of difference that has. Um, I think some of those lefties will have to face more righties or maybe just won't come in as often. I don't know, which as a lefty potentially hurts. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. And I, I know there's, um, I, I'm sure this is not a popular rule change among, among, uh, the lefty one out guys of the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not super against it, personally. I, I'm not a lefty, uh, so maybe that's why I might be biased in the other direction. Racist. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. One, I, I get kind of irritated with guys that are pulled in for just to get one out, you know what I mean, or face one batter, and then, okay, we're going to do pitching change again. Cool. Like We've been sitting here for 20 minutes, and one oh, batter God, has come to put to the plate. He has to come in, do his eight fucking warm-ups, so then he can throw like two pitches, get a ground out, and then come out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I mean, there's definitely value there. But, uh, you know, 
with, especially with this analytical or analytics driven uh, Major League Baseball that we see today, it, it can get to be a little bit of overkill. Things can can get a little too far into that tinkering, um, you know, stats driven, matchups driven stuff. Which I mean, it's great for the results, um, and it's a good tool for for managers to have, I'm sure. But again, I, I don't know if it's adding to the product or taking from the product. In my opinion, in my opinion, I think it, it's kind of taking from the product a little bit. So. I'm less against this than maybe I thought I would have been. I know that I heard rumblings of this happening, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't have the purest bent to this this rule change that I thought I might have. So, I, I'm, I think I'm behind this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's. Uh, I, I do like some of those, like the you know the the as the loogies as they're called, the lefty one out guys. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, being a lefty aside. Um, it's it's fine. I don't think we're really we're not gonna care in a couple of years. We're gonna forget this was even a thing. <laughs> like some of the rule changes, I think will still be will still be you know discussed. Um, right. But, but but things like changing the the television breaks and things like these, you know, there there rule changes that'll go in and they'll kind of fit and and we will we'll kind of forget they happen and they won't have really a massive effect. And honestly, those are kind of the rule changes that I like. Um, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, I mean the, fl- the flip side of that, though, is that you've got, like, this is going to elevate the level of talent required for Major League Pitching because you need guys that are going to be able to pitch to, to both sides of the plate, not just lefty on lefty. And so that's going to be good for baseball as a whole, I think, in terms of the talent, right? Because you're going to, yeah. like I said, you're going to need better talented pitchers, more talented pitchers in order to, to get through three batters minimum, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's cutting out an entire segment of the market for, for major league pitching. And so that's a lot of guys' livelihoods that are going to be, you know, they're going to have to adapt or die. So, yeah. um, again, not not super popular, I, I don't think, with the players. But, um, again, better yeah. for the overall product, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that is, I, I think that's, it's uh, it's got some give and take in it. But but we'll see. We'll see, we'll see how, uh, we'll see how all of this, uh, plays out here and i know there's some other things they're thinking of putting in for 2020 that um we'll cross that bridge i think when we get to it because who knows what will happen between now and then and uh but that's you know that's uh games are changing here and there and it's honestly probably for the best uh as long as we don't become the next football and try to i don't know just whatever happened to football don't let that happen to baseball (laughs) I think that was what happened to baseball, but it was in the '90s, and we're past that now. So, um, but yeah, that's about it. I think uh, as far as uh, stuff we're gonna we're gonna cover today, it sounds like you got to probably go pretty soon. I think. Yeah, you saw me making some hand gestures to my. Yeah, wife. no, it's perfect. <laughs> now that we can see each other, I'm like, oh, that's like my. It's like a producer giving me like the wrap up sign. I'm like, okay, I got my timing down now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, but but yeah, uh, that is yeah. I mean, that'll pretty much cover it for this week's episode. Um, next week, we will be just having a season preview. Um, we'll be recording on the thirtieth, uh, so that'll be. I think honestly, that's maybe the date of the first game, or uh, it'll be right around there. So we'll have a big season preview. Um, just going over, I don't know, all sorts of things. Tune in and you'll find out. Tasties. <laughs>
Oh man. Um, and next week we will uh, we will have uh, Tony back on, and uh, he'll be back in the studio, assuming that. Uh, so I think next week is the twenty third and the twenty fourth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, next next episode. Excuse me. Not gotcha. next week. Yes. Next episode. Um, we'll have him in, assuming that, uh, that we're able to, to find him, you know, that, uh, living the bachelor life. Who knows where he is, what he's doing, who he's with. The prodigal uh, son of dad's talking dads, yes. Prodigal son, <laughs> it's true. He's off, he's off. Sowing his wild oats. Yes. <laughs> Just having fun, painting the town red. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, definitely tune in, uh, you know, tell your friends, uh, tell your, tell your uh, family even. Why not? Let's get all on this Padres bandwagon while it's, uh, while it's hot and rolling. That's right. If, yeah. So, you want to do uh, recommendations or, uh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking we should do, um, recommend. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have you go first. If you, if you have one, if not, I've, yeah. I've, yeah. Feel free to go first. Cause mine's going to be a little ranty. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll <laughs> go ahead and clear the stage for you. I'll be the opening act. Um, so this is a, uh, I've done a lot of game and video game related recommendations and, uh, this, this episode is no exception. I'm going to do a video game recommendation nice. today. Um, I believe this is available for uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox, the Nintendo Xbox One, the Nintendo Switch. Um, but I've got the Switch version. Um, super fun couch co-op game. It's called Overcooked. Uh, the game is uh, you're all it's, it's up to four players and you're all a chef, right? And so you have to work together to cook dishes and get the orders out in time and wash the dishes. So you have oh. plates to put the orders on and stuff like that. It's it's a really simple premise, but the way it's done, there's like obstacles that are in your way and like different counter orientations and things like that uh it's just super fun uh like everybody gets gets to the point where we're all just yelling at each other um, <laughs> demanding ingredients or the dishes get washed and that kind of it's it's a great time um we played it last week with uh, both my sons who were seven and five and they picked it up really quick and had a great time with it and it's like you know it's not the violent blood and gore type video games that we're all so familiar with yeah, honestly, some of the more fun ones, but, um, <laughs> but it's family appropriate um, and it's it's a good time. And couch co-op is really a lost art in today's online multiplayer microtransaction video game age. So definitely a refreshing game. Um, it's an indie game, um, but it's it's a pretty, pretty well done game, in my opinion. Everything runs pretty smoothly. Um, and again, it's just super fun. It's a blast. So that's my recommendation for this episode is Overcooked. Available for sure on Nintendo Switch. I believe also on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. But pick it up if you have the means. Nice. That sounds really fun. Yeah, we've... Uh, I was going to make this a recommendation on another show, but I, I bought a... Uh, we bought a Retro Pie. It's one of those like Raspberry Pies where they make it look like a like a NES system and it comes with controllers and everything like that. You can pick it up on Amazon. Um, or if you don't like Amazon, I'm sure you could find it elsewhere on some company's website. Uh, but... So I've been getting a bunch of like old NES, N64, Sega, yeah, Sega Genesis, like Super Nintendo games. And yeah, it's a lot of like just fun couch co-op, which is a welcome respite from um, Fortnite, which is almost all fun. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, we, we've been playing a lot more of those. And there's even, you know, I, I found some like Sesame Street NES game for Ari to play. And it's just like, it's like, oh my God, I think I know the game yeah okay. uh well maybe it's a different one so the one i played was on sega genesis first of all and it was uh you were grover and you were a waiter and you had to like get the right food for oh uh, this this guy sitting in the restaurant and he would order like 
I want three oranges, two apples, and one banana. And you'd go back into the kitchen and get his food for him. Yeah. That's <laughs> Fond memories okay, playing I Sesame Street. I that one too, yeah, because there's some Sega Genesis games. I got Sonic 1, 2, and 3. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, think I'll, I think I'll pick that one up too. But, yeah, Couch Co-Ops, super fun. It's just, it's, it's, it. I you forget how much more fun it is. Like he Keegan had a friend over and they were playing, and I'm like, "Isn't this more fun than Fortnite?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> like, That's right. <clears throat> oh man. Um. So my my recommendation, uh, is probably gonna upset some people. Ooh. Maybe even some people that listen to this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. my recommendation <clears throat> is whatever you do, don't move to Phoenix. I know, wow. I know, I know. Um, so, I've, so I've lived here for like eight years, I want to say, um, and it's explode like it's like exploded population wise, growth wise. Like Tempe's growing a bunch, Chandler, Gilbert, like a bunch of places are are you know even in Central Phoenix are are you know getting kind of made over and looking better and things like that. But Jesus Christ, there are so many people here now that there is nonstop traffic. Like Saturday at noon, there's like bumper to bumper traffic. For, like Tuesday night at nine o'clock, there's a lot of traffic. Like in, in certain areas, oh, there's wow. a lot of traffic. Like makes no sense. It is just the sheer number of people that are here because it has grown so much so quickly. So is Loop um, 101 backing up too? Because I remember being really impressed with how well traffic flowed on the 101. Yeah, I, I actually, I don't go on the 101 a lot, but um, on the, I, at least I, did, I, I didn't, I don't go on it a ton on the Peoria side, but on the east side when it goes north-south in Mesa, it is hell during rush oh, wow. hour. And, and hell really a lot of other times too. Um, it's terrible over there uh the 202 is is crazy they're expanding that they're actually expanding that um from 59th ave it's going to go down um west of south mountain and then under south mountain and then and then a loop and then it's gonna the 202 is gonna be like a full loop that like that goes around which is kind of cool but um i mean it's just there's just constant traffic all the time there's just too many people here now because everyone moved here like everyone moved here because it was cheap and it was like close to things or like I moved here for school. I know a lot of like older folks will move here and then their family will also move here. People move here for jobs or, you know, whatever. Um, and there, it, I don't know. It, like, I think it's just like too many people here moved here too quickly because I think Phoenix was like the, it's good weather a lot of times. It doesn't snow. It's close to grandma. Like it's cheap yeah. and da, da, da. But, like, it's not even cheap anymore. Um, I mean, there was an apartment that I got here um, back in 2011 that was, it was, like, a one-bedroom. It was, like, 500 bucks. It was in Mesa, not, like, the nicest part of town. Um, but I looked again, like, six months ago, and it was $950 for the same one-bedroom. Okay. So, like, it's it's li- li- doubled in price in eight years. Like, that's that's nuts. And it's because so 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 many people have moved here um that there's now and there i mean there was an article i was reading yesterday that was saying there's like an affordable housing shortage now in phoenix um because there's just so many people constantly 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 moving here um and like 
it's I don't know I I I, I struggle with like uh, you know uh, whether I like living out here or not. There's definitely things that I like and things that I don't like, but like overall, I just um, it's like just kind of an aggressive vibe out here that I, I maybe it's just coming from San Diego that I'm like, hey man, whoa, you're really like just <laughs> aggressive, bro. Like yeah. so maybe that's just me, but like. It's just a very, like, it's very work-oriented, and it's very, I don't know, it's just kind of an aggressive vibe. I don't know how else to explain it. It's kind of ridiculous, and I'm sure some people are rolling their eyes. Um, not that, like, I hate Phoenix or anything like that. It's just, like, I just think way too many people moved here too quickly, and there's probably cooler like both in temperature and culture cool um uh and like less populated and more affordable places oh thanks gotcha rocket guy for your loud motorcycle <laughs> um but just like more affordable places that i think people can go to that like aren't here um because i think what phoenix used to be is what like, like what people think phoenix is is what it was like eight or nine years ago which was like way more affordable and like yeah. jobs and there are a lot of jobs here but like it's not nearly as affordable like it it doesn't Dude. make the financial sense to move here that it used to i feel like the california housing market is like causing all of this because i'm hearing this kind of thing from yeah uh, we looked at colorado springs for a little while as a place yeah. that uh i might be moving my family and yeah there's a there's a really strong anti-californian sentiment in in colorado yeah i think it's the same thing that's happening to phoenix because they're both like in i mean colorado is further away but they're both Still, in relatively yeah. close proximity they're both Oregon, southwestern states Oregon, same thing i think yeah so i i feel like because housing in california is ridiculous Stupid. right now so we were looking at a two-bedroom condo that was like 12 almost 1300 square feet yeah and the, the second bedroom was really like a converted den essentially that they called a bedroom and uh, it was uh, just shy of $2,000 a month for rent. So it's just, yeah, it's crazy. ludicrous. So That's people, crazy. there's a lot of people just can't afford it. And so they move out. And like, I can't really blame anybody for that. But then like, it's putting strain on all the, you know, the, the, the larger, I guess, greater area housing markets in, in other, uh, you know, Southwest cities and states. And it's just like, man, like it's, it's had far reaching consequences. I don't know what the solution is, but, but yeah, I, I can feel your frustration. I can relate to it, man. Yeah, it's a bummer. The solution apparently from what I've heard is, is that, um, and I don't know, you know, I, I feel like I still need to research more, but it's like, there's just all these laws in California that are preventing a lot of new builds and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the propositions, like, yeah. after, like prop 13, prop I think 13, it was. Yeah. It was a big yeah. one and it really limited the property tax. Yeah. Past. Yeah. Research that if you're a California resident or just someone who's like remotely interested in this, but yeah, prop 13, I think it was passed in 1979. Um, Man, just another horrible changes. thing that came out of the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great things, though. Uh, flare pants, uh, afros, mm, yeah. disco. Yeah. Um, 1978 All-Star Game was in San Diego. 1978 All-Star Game. There we go. There we go. <laughs> the 70s Corvettes are very stylish, I think. So. <laughs> nice. So. Um, but yeah, so that, that didn't mean to, you know, end it on such a such a downer note, but I feel like I'm glad that we, you know, it was I feel like it was a good discussion anyway. Yeah. Um definitely. but seriously, yeah, just just, you know, folks, put a little more research. Um, you know, there's some other cool places to to move to. Uh <laughs> But that is it. Uh got to end it on a on a fun note. Uh but that is it for uh for this week's episode of Dad's Talking Dads. 
Um, of course, you know, I recommend to you, my additional recommendation is to leave a rating of, you know, however many stars. If it's five, it's five, you know, eh, I, I won't tell. Um, <laughs> but, but leave a rating, maybe five stars on whichever podcast little thingy that you like to use. Uh, and of course, uh, tell any of your Padres f- friends or people that you think might be a Padre fan friend about the show. Uh, Absolutely. You can reach- we can see the download statistics. We know you're listening. Some of you are out there. <laughs> we crave interaction. I know. And, and it's fun to see. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting, too, on some of the stats things. It'll show you where it's coming from. And... Um, I think for people that it's, it's kind of creepy, like some of the information, like it's like, it tells me like where, what country that you're in. Um, yeah. and we either have listeners in Israel or someone's got a VPN that's set to somewhere in Israel. <laughs> More likely the second. But either right. way, I'm like, this is exciting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, feel free to leave a rating, uh, leave a comment. Uh, if you think there's a way we could be doing the show better, let us know. This is our first time doing podcasting. And honestly, I read some articles, but for the most part, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, we're pretty much winging it 90% of the time. Yeah, winging it 90% of the time. That's our new <laughs> That's our new show name. Uh, you can also uh, contact, communicate. That was the word I was thinking of. Communicate with us on social media. Uh, our Twitter is at Dads Talking Dads. That's ampersand. Dad's talking dad. Oh, uh, I don't think that's an ampersand, but okay. Is that not an, wasn't the, what's the ampersand? <laughs> that's the and sign, the little oh, pretzel no. looking one. Oh, I confused it. I've been calling that ampersand for years. <laughs> oh, no. What's the I don't know what the actual name the of that is. Symbol. I've always Hang called on. it the at symbol. At symbol name. Okay, now we got to get to the bottom of this. Is it, is it really just the at symbol? It's just the at symbol. <laughs> I've been saying ampersand for years. <laughs> I feel like a fool. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> that's right. that's gonna keep you up tonight when you're trying to fall asleep. I know, you're gonna be like, going through all the times you, you said ampersand when you meant dumb at sign. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> ampersand. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, just kidding. At symbol. It's literally just at symbol, folks. At symbol. Dad's talking dads. Um, Gmail is dad's talking dads at gmail.com. And Tony set up an Instagram, right? I, I'm not dreaming. That wasn't a fever dream. I'm pretty sure that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anything's posted to it, but we're on Instagram at dad's talking dads. That's at symbol. Dad's talking dads. Not an ampersand. Not an ampersand. For the record. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks with hopefully all three of us uh, doing a little season preview. I am super, super excited. There's already exciting Cal Quantrill hype articles that I'm reading, and I am so ready to hop on this bandwagon and just ride <laughs> it out. Uh, but for this week's episode, I am Johnny. I'm Joel. And we... We'll preview the season in a couple weeks. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for listening.